0: Welcome to the MLM You Decide podcast, a show created to equip you with the resources to make up your own mind about the topic of MLM network marketing. We are your hosts. I'm Laura Evans. And I'm Janine Finney, and we are passionate about bringing clarity to this subject. We get it. MLM is a polarizing issue. On one hand are the insider people who believe in the business model, the possibilities it presents and are frustrated because others just don't see it. On the other side are the outsiders, skeptical of the promises, annoyed and offended that it keeps coming up. And in the middle are the people who really have no idea.
1: Wherever you are, if you're trying to decide if MLM network marketing is for real, and even more importantly, if it could possibly be a fit for you, you've come to the right place. i excited today that we have a special guest uh, that we had a few episodes ago. Sean Smith is back with us again um, to do another uh, topic tackle. And I'm going to read his bio again for those of you who were not on our previous episode. Sean Smith is a father and husband first, coach and trainer second. At the age of 13, he was nearly killed by his next-door neighbor in a hit-and-run accident while riding his bicycle to school. Police said the car was traveling over 50 miles per hour. Understanding that God gave him a second chance that day, Sean stopped taking life for granted and promised himself to live in excellence, never settling for mediocrity. But despite that promise and extreme determination, he still struggled to achieve his biggest goal for the next 20 years. Everything changed when he had his first life coaching experience in the middle of a crowded hotel lobby, which helped him drop his biggest fear of not being good enough in one 15-minute session. And I think we could do a whole podcast on that, because I really do want to talk about that. <laughs> Shortly after, he started his own life and business coaching company and generated over three hundred thousand in his first 18 months. Sean is addicted to teaching, coaching and studying the unconscious mind. He dedicated his life's work to studying the human brain, how we can stop sabotaging ourselves and maximize our potential in the pursuit of our life's purpose. He has produced well over 2,000 articles audio videos on nearly every imaginable topic related to success and fulfillment and he is an international speaker, and has co-created with personal development legends, Jacqueline Canfield and Lisa Nichols, and in 2013 was named North America's next greatest speaker, and I can understand why after speaking to you. Oh, thank,
2: you. thank
1: you, Sean, for coming back. Yeah. To, You're
2: welcome. Thanks for having me back.
1: <laughs> to help us uh, tackle another topic. So we're going to talk about, and you're just, again, I think you're so perfect for this because of your own personal experience in network marketing. You know, I think it's really hard for people that have never been in network marketing to understand it, understand a lot of things about it. But I think one of the things that really doesn't make sense, because I think people see this business in one way, but I, I think everyone is always talking about the fact that it is, it's really about personal development and um i think that that can seem confusing to people that don't understand the business but i think once we're in it we totally get it so um i would just love for you to elaborate a little bit more we touched upon some things in in um the episode 10 that you were with us on um and i just love for you to talk a little bit more about that because it, it led you to a great place in your life
2: yeah ev- everything i have um You know, and I I talked all the details in that previous episode, but there's some version, I'm sure you guys have said it or or, or heard it, like, you know, there's the day that you get into network marketing and then there's the day that it gets into you. And it's the connection to personal development. You know, something that you just said, Janine, I I can't even articulate, but it just hit me in that there's a, there's an essence to life that I think so many of us are missing. And we don't know we're missing it until we recognize that we're missing. it. And as soon as we see that we are missing it or we're missing it, we don't ever want to go back. And a lot of people get into network marketing and they have the opportunity to feel that essence. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But they don't actually feel it. They don't commit enough. They don't go all out. They don't attend the trainings. They don't get engaged enough to really get the sense of what they were missing. And then they can quit and pretty easily just dismiss it, right? It wasn't right. It's a scam. It doesn't work. None of those things work or whatever. And then there are the people that get it for whatever reason, You know, go to the first training event or have an amazing experience with the product or get that first bonus check or residual income or whatever gets them excited about the new possibilities. And what I love about network marketing in general, but the people specifically inside of network marketing is there's a drive of what's possible. And I think we live in life according to Uh, one of two paths, right? We either live our lives according to what's probable or we live our lives according to what's possible. And most of us are taught to live our lives according to what's probable. And more specifically, what could probably go wrong and avoid that? But that's not the way to live a rich life. That's actually the way to potentially satisfy some of our ego's fears or avoid some of our intellectual fears. But living a secure life is different than living a rich life. Rich in energy and experience, not money. Money actually by itself very rarely creates any richness, right? It can give you resources to do the things that create richness. But by itself, money doesn't. But we think it does. We think that the accomplishments of our tangible success symbols is going to give us a sense of richness. And so most people have been programmed, myself and I'm sure the two of you at some point in time, we've programmed to play the safe route, to do the things so that we don't get slapped on our hands if we do it wrong, to avoid the failure, to avoid the embarrassment, to not lose. I think that's one of the biggest things that we're programmed with that does the biggest damage. Not lose. So we're told to not lose relationships. We're told to not lose money. We're told to not lose opportunities. We're told to not lose uh, other people's opinions of us, right? We're so afraid of not losing. But not losing is not the same as winning. And if we're afraid of not losing, it'll cause us to not take the risks that are required to win. And all of that is available in network marketing and much more. All of that opportunity to really explore why are you here? Here on earth in this body, why are you here? And very, very rarely in my experience, when somebody recognizes why they are here and what they want to do with the time while they are here, Very rarely do people say, oh, and the thing I've been doing is gonna get me there. Because you're not gonna get on the path of probability and just by accident lead you into possibility, right? They are mutually exclusive for the most part. So most people at some point in time recognize what I've been doing, how I've been trained, what I've created habits around, all of my beliefs, they're all keeping me on a path that I don't want to continue. That's when people are susceptible to opportunity and specifically a network marketing opportunity and
0: even if
2: we don't get uber successful right away, right we have this microwave mentality in our society. You were talking about this earlier on the other episode, Laura, that you know we We go to school for a long amount of time. We have an expectation that if you get into a traditional business, you don't even expect to turn a profit for two years. Anything less than two years is doing really, really well. So in most areas, we get that it's a process and it takes time and you got to learn the skills and the fruits of all your effort are down the road. You know, unless it's network marketing, well then you need to be a millionaire by Tuesday. Otherwise it's a scam. Right? And we have these, these expectations and, and false assumptions and misunderstandings that make the process be miserable, but it's a self-induced misery. It's a self-created misery. I think the early phase of a network marketing journey for most people is about self-exploration. It's about what is it that I want to do while I'm here, while I'm alive, and, and can this path that I've been on take me there, or do I need to start forging another path? The beautiful thing, obviously, is here you can start parallel with parallel paths, and then you can transition once it gets you know, foundationally stable enough, but there's a moment where people are lit up by the possibility of something new. And from that moment forward, you can't forget it. I mean, it's like once it's in you, it's in you. And you might be able to convince yourself that it's not worth it to keep bumping up against all the obstacles, but you'll never forget that it's in you. You'll never actually forget that you want more. I think the network marketing industry is primarily full of people who want more. They want more experiences, more money. That's great. There's nothing wrong with money, but it's, it's a byproduct of doing the work. It's not gonna be the, the end all be all. People want more freedom. They want more time with family. They want more enjoyment and less stress. And once that is in you, then it's a journey. And one of my friends said to me early on in my journey, she said, you can make a decision to change your life in a moment. You'll spend the rest of your life changing your life. And too often we think that a life change is just like a flick of a switch, right? Like, okay, I'm gonna turn this switch on and then all of a sudden all these riches are gonna come chasing me down and every single person I talk to is gonna wanna join my business, right? I'm gonna talk to 10 and recruit 15. That's our expectation. And the beauty of network marketing is that we will be confronted with missed expectations. And that is the most abundant place for growth is in the valley of missed expectations. I've never said that before. Like that's where you go to learn the biggest lessons about yourself, about what you really truly want, and most importantly, the lessons that we need to learn. And I think failure is the only way for us to become aware of the lesson that we still need to learn to go up that next step. The only way we're going to learn that is for us to try to go up that step and we don't make it. We don't make it because there's something that we haven't learned yet. There's a skill set that we haven't developed yet. There's an awareness that we don't have yet. And failure is really the only way to produce the awareness of what we need to take the next step. So if we can open up our mind and our understanding of what we're really doing here and enjoy the process as much as possible, see value in the human development process, then as a byproduct, you can make a lot of money. As a byproduct, you can become really successful. But if the money and the success is a byproduct, then you'll enjoy the journey along the way. Too many people are just trying to rush to the money and they never actually enjoy it. And even if you make money without enjoying it, I think that's worse. And not making money because then you tell yourself the only way to make money and be successful is to crawl over shards of broken glass and motivate yourself to do things that are not fun. So I think the biggest value in network marketing is the opportunity to explore self and then the opportunity to grow self. And as a byproduct, you can make a lot of money on the side. Wow.
0: Yes. Yes, I, I agree with you. And I love what you talked about, about the valley of missed expectations. So <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be incorporating, I'm going to
2: have to write something on that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Yes, that is really so true. I mean, you don't learn always from the success, you learn from the struggle. Yes. And the and you know what is really awesome today, actually, in in at least the world that we live in. I find that The people that are looking for you, that want to work with you and get to know you, they want you to share the journey. They want you to take them on the journey with you. Somebody that's picture perfect and that has it all together, people are really not that impressed with anymore. We are- We're
2: skeptical of those people, right? they got to be hiding something.
0: Yes, and we're craving authenticity because we've been so over advertised to, you know, right. um, that our walls go up and we're skeptical and we want somebody that is as broken as we are, um, but can show a way out that they figured a way out. I um, you know, from my side of it, and I've heard you talk about before, where part of your journey in, in personal development, that was really instrumental for you in that, Coaching moment that you had in the lobby in 15 minutes. Um, but part of that was unpacking and then realizing that you had this gigantic belief that I'm not good enough. And that boulder, that belief was blocking so many other things for you. And I come into that a lot with people that I'm working with that are um, maybe, maybe involved in, love a product, want to build a business. Um, And then, you know, the thing is, Sean, when we're going to a job, what we believe about ourselves or what we don't believe about ourselves really doesn't matter. matter.
2: It won't stop you from producing on the job.
0: Yeah. As long as you show up and put the hours in, you're going to get the check. But when you cross that threshold to being independent, where it's, uh, if it's meant to be, it's up to me and it's up to you to try to hustle and figure it out. Those beliefs are huge. And I know, you know, another belief that I personally run into and that I've seen a lot is um, around money. Um, You know, how, where our feelings and our thoughts were created around money and how we feel about money really can shape when, not when we're an employee, because you're working, you're expecting to get paid and you're usually a martyr over it, right? You're getting paid less than what you're working for. But when you're out here on your own building something and you're getting paid, that triggers for people their feelings and their emotions and their learned response around money. And a lot of times that's connected to, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve it, I'm not worthy why would somebody be compensating me for this and then that becomes such a self sabotaging underlying element to to where they where they are and where they want to be that has to be dealt with in this realm of personal development like you're speaking about right
2: 100% you know that's the, this 15 minute exercise was a coaching session essentially we were in an, another event uh, we were in an event and I just got all lit up by what you just spoke to, Laura, that I'm not good enough and I'll never succeed. And he took me outside of the event and and we just tried to find a place to go and there was nowhere to go other than a piano bench in the middle of this crowded lobby. And he sat me down and he walked me through this process and completely changed my life. Because of that, I dove into this whole world of limiting beliefs. And so that's what I've been studying for 16, 17, 18 years now. Why does this brain keep us from producing results that we are capable of producing? Why do we sabotage ourselves? Our brain is the most powerful mechanism that we have both ways. So it can take somebody who's not prepared for success and open up the learning mechanism and open up the willpower and the drive and propel us to success. But it can also do the exact opposite. Take somebody who is absolutely prepared, ready, willing, deserving, and yet that little belief of what if I'm not good enough? Or what if money damages me the way it damaged my family? Or what if I'm just not good enough to make the money? You connected them perfectly. I couldn't have said it any better that a lot of times I'm not good enough spills over into money. I'm not good enough to be successful. I'm not good enough to have money. Sometimes people try to overcompensate I'm not good enough with money. So just because somebody has or doesn't have money does not mean they have or don't have this belief of self-value. We see millionaires, multimillionaires, sometimes billionaires commit suicide, which is just proof that money cannot overcome lack of belief in self and lack of value in self. So those two things that you touched on, I'm not good enough and relationship to money. I think those are the two most valuable confrontations that will hopefully have the, the, the blessing of experiencing in our personal development journey and network marketing, as you said so perfectly, will put you up against things that a job never will. And it's 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 a look in the mirror, you know? I've been saying for a couple months now, the scariest thing to the human is the mirror. But the most liberating thing to the human is also the mirror. And that's this journey, and then it depends on how we are in the journey, right? So a lot of people aren't succeeding in business and they might think they're in the wrong business, the reality is They might be in the right business, but they're in the right business wrong. They're not in the business right because they don't have the perspective that we're talking about now. But if you are open to this opportunity of self-awareness and self-growth and self-development, you really can't fail. Because even if you don't have this massive amount of money that comes to you, but you get better in the next six months, your relationship develops in the next six months, you love yourself more in the next six months, then does it really matter that that didn't come with a big windfall of cash? That's what matters most anyway.
1: Yeah. And that goes back to expectations, which we talked about the last time. I think I just, oh my gosh, I love listening to you, Sean. Um, I think that so many people don't understand how much of this business is really about coaching, and I think that's one of the things that certainly was the biggest surprise for me, and is the hardest thing for me because I'm a person who is a very good at being accountable for myself, and I, you know, I'm an independent worker, and this business is about empowering other people and and really learning how to just help them, and if. When you get into this, you don't know that. And I don't know if you want to talk to about that part of it. But.
2: Yeah, I've, you know, I've only got a, a, an audio program with like 30 hours of how to coach specifically in network marketing. So I got a lot to say. I won't take the 30 hours. But <laughs> that's one of the things that I looked back on and went, that's what was missing. Right? And there's a big distinction between training and coaching. And this isn't meant to be demeaning in any way, but my experience is most people know how to train. Very few people know how to coach. And the difference is training is telling you what to do. So in the network marketing context, make a list of these people, make these phone calls, say this exact same thing, and then launch your business. Coaching is what happens when that person makes the list but is afraid to call. Now, either that person will overcome that sabotage or they'll quit. Those are really the only two options. For most of those people that bump up against that kind of sabotage, they need coaching. Because I don't think society has really wrapped its head around the importance of and the power of coaching, most people are not going to get a coach. Most people are just gonna rely on the training that they believe is coaching and the trainer is gonna keep training because the trainer doesn't have the coaching skills. And what that means is now, if you, if you are on my team, Janine, and I tell you what to do, but you have that same fear that I have of you're not good enough and that prevents you from making the phone calls, then my business is restricted by your fears. And so then the best I can do is just hopefully recruit enough of you and run through the numbers to maybe grab that one out of 50 or one out of 20 or whatever the ratios are that won't have the fears to prevent what I trained them on. But what if you actually had the coaching skills to take that person who's afraid of making the phone calls and right there on the spot with your own team member you were able to uproot the fear and get them on the phone. And when I made that realization, I just recognized that coaching, I believe, is the biggest missing ingredient in all of personal development. And we just talked about how that's what network marketing is. So I think it's the biggest missing ingredient in network marketing as well. And if we could take, you know, if you have a team of 50 people the whole concept of rising tide lifts all ships. You might not take 50 people and turn them all into massive superstars, but what if you took people who were achieving at a one out of 10, let's say, and you learned how to coach the ones to the two, and then a couple of those twos will become fives and a few of those fives might become eights or tens. You can actually rise the production of the entire group by understanding some relatively simple but massively profound and powerful coaching skills that helps people overcome their fears not quit when they bump up against their fears and training doesn't have the ability to do that in fact more training makes it harder because if i already have this amount of training in my bag and i can't get over that fence and you dump another amount of training in my bag it won't make me get over that fence it just actually adds more weight to the amount of training that's already not sufficient for me to get over the hump. Yeah, we could go on a, on this for days. It's a deep, deep
0: talk, and I know we don't have the time,
2: but uh, but it's massively, massively valuable.
0: Well, I just want to jump in again from having worked on the corporate side. You know, the corporate structure is designed to train and to um, make products or make services and ship them and pay commissions. Um, The corporate structure is definitely not designed for coaching. Um, So I just want to say a word of encouragement that if, if if it's not the person that enrolled you, because many times they may be just as new as you are, if it's not that person, if it's not the person that enrolled them, I just want to encourage people, don't give up. There is somebody in that lineage that will be a support and coach for you. Yeah. But I also want to say, even if it's not, even if it's not, and you love the company and you love the products that you're with. There is an abundance of resources out there that you can plug into. You can find things free on YouTube. You can hire coaches. Um, You can invest in attending things. Um, You can skill up. Just recognize, and I hope that's what this does, is helps bring to the forefront that here's a missing piece. This could be the missing link for you. It's not your company. It's not the product. It's It's not you entirely. Um, It's some skills that only a coach can give you that training from the company and training from maybe somebody in your team is not sufficient enough. It's not about the training. It's that gap of where your skill set is to use the training information that's been provided. And only a coaching program is going to help you be able to identify that. Just like, I mean, hey, we do this in sports all the time, right? Right. (laughs) I mean, all the time, I mean, every athlete has a coach and a coach gets to see from a different perspective than the player on the field can see. Um, And that's the insight that a coach provides you, um, whether it's golf or tennis or swimming or rowing or football or basketball and, or whether it's the Olympics or whether it's um, little league, you know, this is common in athletics. But not usually common in a job. And again, back to what we talked about in the last episode, when you go into this profession with an employee job mindset versus an entrepreneurial mindset, you're likely going to fall short. Um, You just don't have the right framework around it. And when you go into this more of if you were an athlete, if you were training for the Olympics, or if you were training for a marathon, you would have a totally different perspective about what that looks like than maybe what an employee job mindset would be.
2: Yeah, it's interesting. On the last episode, we talked about how network marketing has such a bad rap. And the same thing is true for life coaches and performance coaches. You know, it's getting more and more accepted but nowhere near like it is in sports or finances or almost anywhere else. Nobody would go, I want to be an Olympic athlete and I want to do it on my own. Nobody has ever said that, or they might have, and that's why we've never heard of them, right? So maybe people have said that, but they've never succeeded that way. And yet when it comes to uprooting the things that we need to uproot, most of us are just not trained for first step, or at least one of the most important steps is to go get a coach. And the biggest and easiest analogy for me uh, with this kind of belief work, and this is what it felt like for me, is it's like driving down the highway with your parking brake on. Our human brain is not designed to get the most out of ourselves. Our human brain is designed to keep us alive. So we constantly drive with the parking brake on. And very, very rarely will we know that it's on or, if we do, have the ability to take it off. And that's where coaching and specifically removing these beliefs of I'm not good enough or money is scary or network marketing never works. It's about uprooting an anchor that you just simply can't win with, no matter how big your skill set is, your determination, you have to remove the anchor. And that's, that's what belief coaching really is.
1: What I love about what we're talking about is the distinction and the clarity that it's bringing to the type of person that does well in this business. I think from the outside, a lot of people think it's about sales. They think you've got to be a good salesperson. And I think what happens with salespeople is what you described. They, they can bring a lot of people in. But they have to have a lot of numbers because they don't know how to coach people, and that's why I have just I just believe this business is such a good fit for people that are coaches or that are really good at coaching or already have those skills. But I I can never get a coach to connect those dots. I mean I think, but again I think it's because the people that are not in the business perceive it so differently from the outside looking in yeah um, it's so valuable to have those skills and this reminded me of the fact that we didn't ask you on our last um podcast how people can get a hold of you because i i think you you're amazing you get it you get the business and um i i wish that there and i think you and i talked about this on our that conversation when we first met on the phone i wish there were more options available that were we're really affordable um, to people in this business, because I think a lot of times when people are first getting started, they are not making a lot of money. Sure. And there's so many shiny objects out there. And to really be able to, you know, discern where they're going to get the help that they need. I love that you said you've got 30 hours of um, information about how to, <laughs> I mean, because that's needed. So I-, I want people to know how they can get a hold of you.
2: Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking. And everywhere online, I am Coach Sean Smith. So C O A C H Sean S E A N Smith. That's my YouTube channel. That's my URL. That's my Facebook page. Everywhere, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Everywhere is Coach Sean Smith. Great. And I'm happy to continue this conversation. If any of you have specific questions or want support in any way, anything at all, you know, we're we're uh, a very um, open and easy to communicate with company. I know I didn't articulate that very well, but, uh, we're, we, we just want to help, you know, we want to help people that want more out of our lives. And so we're, we're here to support however we can.
1: Well, Hopefully we've helped to shed some light on the fact that this is, it is a personal development course disguised as a business. I mean, it really is
2: <laughs> so true. And personal development, you know, I'm at the point now where I've been doing this for so long. I think personal development is the point of our lives. I think if we continue being committed to avoiding pain and avoiding failure and avoiding embarrassment, I think we run the risk of living an entire life without ever actually being introduced to who we are. And I don't think that is the point. I certainly don't want to spend the rest of my days avoiding myself. It's not always fun. It's not always easy. I don't always like what I have to see, but to me, that's the meaning of life. If we, if we go from birth to death without evolving, I'm not so sure we made much of an impact while we were here. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Thank That's you. You're, you're welcome for my part. And thank you for the second invite.
0: All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach Sean Smith. We appreciate it. And um, who knows, we might be having some more dialogue again on this topic. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Good.
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. We hope you've gained some clarity from today's show. If you did, please share it with your friends, family and colleagues.
0: Because when you share it and drop a review, it helps other people find us and helps us get this message out. Please join us each week to hear from people who are in the trenches and have their own personal experience with this business. And if you'd like to learn more about this topic, subscribe to our show and visit our website. We'd also like to recommend two books co-authored by Janine Finney and her daughter, Lori Murhit, The Flip Flop CEO and Does the Shoe Fit? The Guide to Help You Decide.
1: We invite you to join our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn communities as well.
0: Be sure to tune in to our next episode because making a decision with only half the information could be the most expensive mistake you can make.